You literally just put chocolate in your mouth. I'm eating and then chocolate. Press record. Good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening and good night. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I am here. You're still going. I'm eating the chocolate. I can't stop. You'd think we would have learned from the Doritos <sighs> episode, <laughs> but we didn't. Bring well, back the Doritos, I say. Absolutely. Welcome to Chris and Sarah. And Sarah Wear, Wear the, the pants. pants. We just strike a pose when the music's on. Yeah, we don't. And also, just to be clear, the music doesn't play. We just know it will at some point yeah. play. We know we have faith that in the future, someone, i.e., me, yeah. will chuck the music in. Yeah, absolutely. At well, the happy, right point. Happy Monday! If you're listening on a Monday or any other day of the week. Yeah. Hope you're thriving. Mm. How are you? I'm going well, sir. I've been to the gymnasium today. It's it's a winning streak for me. It's been like a week of going doing fitness things every day. Well done. For my mental health, I can't do it if the motivation is to try and have the be- the most amazing body in the world mm. because that just doesn't motivate me. It's not 1992. We don't need to be doing that. No. That doesn't interest me. No. That's great. The only thing that interests me is trying to feel better in my head mm-hmm. and it does help, you know, and it helps you sleep. I hate it when doctors are like exercise helps and you're like no it doesn't and then you find it actually does yeah and it's like just a toxic cycle. can you guys just stop showing off with your knowledge and that yeah exactly like no one asked i mean i asked but like you like- specifically <laughs> made an appointment to ask <laughs> okay i paid to uh, and asked but also <laughs> shut up <laughs> oh my god i just mm. had the best weekend did you I went, I went to your hometown and hung out with your friends without you yeah th- that's great <laughs> So happy I had a good time. But I want to say uh, no, that the, is camera, great. the camera comedy scene is so good. And uh, the show was that I did was run by uh, the very man who masters this podcast. Mr. Tim Dark. King amongst men. <laughs> it was a great night. Such a good show. Camera audiences, so friendly. But I stayed at the um, house of lovely uh, day one pants listener, mm. uh, Belinda. Mm. And you know when you go to people's houses that are so cool yeah. and then you come back to your house and you're like, this is a shithole? <laughs> Yes, we literally talked about it in the episode that came out today. (laughs) Yes. I just want to reiterate that, like, Belinda's house, and I know she won't, she'll be listening and she won't mind me saying Mm. this, is so cool. I know, it's the coolest house. Every piece of furniture I touched and was like, what is this? Where is this from? Uh And she was just like, oh, it's from from Boston in the 20s. I know, it's like got provenance. Provenance. Uh, So beautiful, Mm. like these huge, big statement pieces. Like her coffee table has a full-size panther like thing under it and the glass sits on top of the panther and just trinkets, artwork. Artwork. The walls are painted. The backyard's beautiful. Wallpaper. I know. Like just everything is so beautiful. It's one of those houses that a proper grown-up with skills and and an artistic eye has put together. Absolutely. And and then um, (laughs) I went back to my house and I was like, I've got to make some changes around here because it looks like – like if you did a walkthrough of my house, you would think that like a 19-year-old man lives there. It's just a bit like – it's a bit there's nothing going on. do understand what you mean. You, mm. I mean, you love it, and it's also got things you love around. But you uh, absolutely you haven't done it with that eye of of an aesthete. You an know? Ass, exactly right. Exactly right. So I will say, um, uh, Belinda did give me because uh, I have like brick walls, and it's quite you can't just like randomly like chuck nails in there. So she gave me, of course, had these special nails for my exact uh, walls. And so as soon as I got home, I bashed them into the walls, amazing, and the right spot, and then hung up art. Good. And I'm like. It doesn't look like 
Belinda's house yet. Do you know what? Belinda's the kind of person that should charge people for her to make over their house mm-hmm. because she could do a sick job. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was great. I loved. I had a great time in Canberra. Mm-hmm. I always do. Great show. Great vibes. I adored starting comedy in mm-hmm. Canberra. Like. It was just a great scene for mm. to make friends and everyone was friendly and, mm. uh, you know, a lot of diverse people, like people from different walks of life with mm. other jobs and mature. There's a lot of mature age people, mm. like, which I obviously am a huge fan of. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, great, bloody great place, Canberra. Bloody also, great place, always has a, been. As a person who enjoys the cold, I went for a big walk on the Sunday. Just so many nice walks in Canberra. Uh, we're not being paid, by the way, by Canberra Tourism, but we probably well, should Well, if they wanted us to bang on like this more, they can pay us. I'll take the money. Yeah, I'll take the money and I will run. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was ideal. It was three degrees and I had shorts and a singlet on. Perfect. That's ridiculous. No, perfect. but was anyone else in shorts and a singlet? No, everyone was. It was Canberra, so everyone was in their, like, <laughs> North Face puffer jackets, athleisure wear, <laughs> pants and, like, their, like... Was there any colour? Because most people wear black or navy there. Uh, pretty much black or navy. We'll say it was on a track that was flat and mm. in a, in the city. Mm. I saw at least 10 people with walking, like, you know, those double hiking yes. sticks yep. traditionally reserved for trails just on a concrete path. And I was yep. just like, it's really just, you know what they're doing? Mm? Getting, keeping match fit for, for the snow. That's makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, and I, and also just being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just like, maybe they just need them to walk, but they were walking maybe three times as fast as me. So Yeah, right. Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah, um, I was in Townsville f- for the Grapes of Mirth, which you were. was lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, an incredible gig, 1,100 people oh my God. in this park near the race course in Townsville. Beautiful day, just idyllic, gentle breeze, lots of lovely sun. Ah. Oh. Do you have to – is it like a clean, quote-unquote, Not at all. I, I definitely dropped the C-bomb. Great. Love Ooh. that. Mm. You know what I love is I love a C-bomb parachute when the MC goes out and drops it just to see how people <laughs> react so everyone else knows where they're at. The bar is here. Yeah. Yeah, let's see I how like you go. I like when the bar is on the floor. I do too. <laughs> I, I love not being told how to talk mm. when actually my whole job is words. I love when people go, well, you just talk then. You do your talking stuff. Yeah, we love you. You do your set. As opposed <laughs> to being like, oh, if you could steer clear of this, this, yeah, this and this. Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, but if you pay me enough money, absolutely. I'll do what I'm told. <laughs> absolutely, I'll do what I'm told. Mm. I actually had an interesting plane ride. I don't know if you've experienced this on a plane very often, but it, it really depends on the person. But the moment I sat next to this woman, I knew we would talk, mm-hmm. but I had no idea we would talk for the entire nearly three-hour trip to Townsville from Sydney, mm-hmm. nonstop, like mm-hmm. nonstop. And we just com- we connected so well. She was this fascinating woman who um, – told me about her life and how once she took herself on a road trip by herself through the Kimberley from Darwin. I love that. And did free camping because she was scared. So she did it because she was scared. Wow. You know, like just to get over the fear. And it was so inspirational. Sometimes you just meet these people in your life that are a little beacon of, you know what, you could do that, you big scaredy, wordy cat. But I feel like you meet these people, like you have so many friends like from the bus and (laughs) from the shops and stuff. (laughs) Like you literally do. I, I do like to connect mm. with people. I live on my own now and it's a bit lonely, so I try and connect. So is this um, woman from the plane, did you did you tell her about our podcast? Oh, I did, but she doesn't have social media, so it's unlike. But I did, we did exchanged emails and text and phone numbers. Oh my God, I love that. It's the best. And um, she also said that she once met 
a 70-year-old woman when she was doing that free camping mm-hmm. uh, by the side of the road or wherever you free camp. I don't even know what free camping really, means. I, like to me it sounds like you don't pay for it, but then I think it just literally means you're in a swag under the stars. Yeah, I think that might be what be it guess. is. Yeah. But in a, an agreed area that other people I are just, free camping. I just feel like there'd be creatures around. Oh, there'd definitely be like creatures. She used to point her card toward the exit, you know, and be near the front of the things. So, anyway, mean, but she met this 70-year-old woman mm-hmm. when she was doing this camping and now they catch up once a year and go camping together. Obsessed. Can you believe – and she's like 30-something. So want, cool. I want that when I'm older. Right? Mm. Well, that'll be you and I, except I don't want to go camping. Yeah, also you're not you're not big into hiking, are you? Mm. Truth be told, Sarah, mm-hmm. after watching that show with Reese Witherspoon – years ago called mm-hmm. oh uh, every white woman's awakening well so what wild it's a fucking good story mm. true story too mm. um i looked at that and thought wow i want to have a moment where i've come to terms with everything in my life even mm-hmm. if my feet do fall off mm-hmm. you know and my I, I my boots don't fit and my feet blister for australia mm-hmm. i i just <laughs> i just kind of i wouldn't mind a bit of suffering to get get to a point of acceptance you can sign up for that shit like you can literally mm. go on these walks see my dream that holiday that if when I if I ever have a holiday would be one of those like two week hikes in New Zealand where like you just go from hot to hot. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind one of them, but I think I get the feeling you're way more fast and capable, and you would have I mean, no tolerance for anyone just sort of dawdling around going, "Can we sit down for a bit?" I mean, no. I want a beer. No. <laughs> no but if you had some walking sticks, maybe you could keep up. I think they they automatically add ten kilometers to your pace. We're destined never to walk together. Mm. I mean, we could do one and see how it goes. Yeah, okay. Mm, let's go to the Blue Mountains or something. Well, not even the Blue Mountains. What about just a Sydney Harbour type vibes one? Love that. Like okay. in Manly or something. Great. Actually, Belinda suggested that we do an official promenade uh, from our oh. episode the other week. You know how we want to bring back promenading? Yeah. We should just start promenading. Okay. Like wear huge dresses and walk up and down Sydney Harbour. Oh, fascinating. Mm. <laughs> I don't even have a huge – I've got a fluorescent yellow net skirt. That's perfect for promenading. That is actually. Absolutely. Yeah. I've not found an opportunity to wear it yet. You will. It's a statement piece. It is a statement piece. Well, I uh, before we get into it, I have a lovely email from one of our listeners. What do you believe? From uh, I believe we agreed on the Pants Brigade. Pants Brigade, I don't mind. I do love our other listener's suggestion of pantaloons. Pantaloons. I think we need to see Pantaloons is good. Mm. And then loons for short. Oh, because that's a bit loony. Mm. Look, let's go the pantaloons. Absolutely. I think we can use them interchangeably and then something will stick. Mm -hmm. Mm, But I love them. Thank you for that suggestion. Uh, But this is from a listener who wrote to us the other day with their pants moment, uh, with her pants moment. I I loved this one. This was very powerful, very personal. Um, And this is what they say. I would write in with what I think classifies as a pants moment, question mark, although there are some very un-pants moments in the preamble. And isn't there always, honestly. (laughs) Basically, uh, my personal life has been a huge mess of injury, illness, uh, and quite a lot of grief over losing a loved one. In all that, an ex of 15 years got in touch suggesting a hookup. Wow. In grief and low self-esteem, I agreed and it happened. Mm. But the haze thinned and my rational brain started kicking into gear. I recognized that in the mid-2000s, he was what the kiddies now call a fuck boy. (gasps) And time had not redeemed him in the slightest. His texting MO was the same. He was being toxically selfish and it was completely unreformed and unrepentant. And now he... (laughs) My favorite. Now he had risen to partner in a large finance firm. Well, that should have been a huge red flag alone. A suppressed memory uh, was then dredged up, thanks to me, uh, past me for never deleting emails of the time he got me into Amway. And I looked up Amway. It's an it's a oh, marketing scheme. Yes. I'd never heard of it. 
he got her into uh, this person into a multi-level marketing scheme. So I told him he'd not be seeing me if he thought it okay to treat me with such disdain and respect. So that is the pants moment. Oh my goodness. And then they follow up with, I am better than he ever gave me credit for and deserve much better than just to lap up any scrap of compliment he threw my way occasionally. However, I wish I told him how lousy he was and that his appendage really is is not as big as he seemed to think it was. That would have been the ultimate pants moment. I disagree. I think the pants moment is taking care of yourself, putting yourself first and being like, this is not good Yeah, that is very heroic. But I also think definitely just send him a message being like, you know what, man? You weren't that good in the sack. You're get an it. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, get it all out, mate. Mm. That's what I say. Then, then, And if you feel that that's truly what the pants moment will be, do the thing that you think is going to be the full pants moment. Absolutely. But I just think having the strength to absolutely to be like, this is actually not good enough for me. Also, what a fucking asshole. Discretion is the better part of valor, though. Mm. You know, like not going, like keep some powder dry in case they come back and do something shitty. Mm. Then you go full, full Arnie. You mm. go, yeah. <laughs> then you go full metal jacket. So what? What do you think the strategy is? Yeah, so she's done the right thing. I didn't just, understand anything that you, you didn't said. understand what I said. No. Okay, keep some powder dry means don't use all of your weaponry. Don't use all your ammunition. Okay. Your gunpowder. Because mm-hmm. you might need to fire a shot later, right? Oh, right. So yeah. if he comes back and says something dicky, mm. then she can double down and go, actually, I wasn't going to say this, but now that you've done that, mm. here's what I think about your appendage and – Oh, your entire it, yeah, personality. Absolutely. This is what I think about your whole personality. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that with us. Mm. And what a wonderful pants moment. And I'm so sorry for your loss that you did say you experienced loss of a loved one at the start and that you did what you needed to do and found it in yourself to move on from this. For me, it is the combination of the MLM and the head of a finance firm. Amway and finance. What, do, you yeah. know what it, do you know what the actual product is? A finance bro. Um, Amway, gosh, I feel like Amway, did it sell house house goods? I'll tell you right like, now. Like not Tupperware style, but like what was fucking Amway or was it a health, finance? Thing? Health, beauty and home care products. Ah, uh, yep, yep, mm. yep. Well, I certainly hope you didn't get into that. But thank you for sharing. As always, send us your pants moment yep. to Chris and Sarah Weatherpants at gmail.com. I love that. That is a fantastic pants moment. It is. It takes a lot of strength. It does. Uh, I think I'm up first. Good. Great. Mine's so fucking stupid today. Adore stupid. It should be, should be more of it, quite honestly. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this is from the uh, Molong Express and Western District Advertiser. Saturday, the 26th of July, 1941. And this is from page 16. And I've been wanting to do this for ages. And this is just the first one that I found and I loved it. So all these mag- um, these newspapers um, back then had a joke section. Great. So Chris Ryan, I'm just going to read some jokes. Oh, and can't I can't wait. To, I want us to dissect them. Some of them are really bad. <laughs> I want us to dissect them and maybe figure out how they would fit into a set today. Keeping in mind, this is from 90 years ago. Brilliant. Uh, The section is called Come Crack a Joke With Us, and I've picked out three for us to to talk about. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is beauty first. She's so anxious to be slim and lissom. Lissom? Lissom. Lissom. That she practically goes without food. Is that so? Then her motto must be grace before meals. That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> right oh. Right you are. Well, brevity is a good thing. I've always loved less. Less is more, you know. Yeah, real economy of words. Yeah, Luke big Hayden fan. could have written. Big fan of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Are we going to dissect individually? Let, so we're going this one now? Uh, no, I just, just, there's only mm. three of them and they're all very short. I was just really Amazing. That someone wrote that. And I also want to talk about who we think wrote the joke as well. Um, okay, this one's called Proof Wanted. I hear the latest fashion is for invisible stockings. I shall not believe them until I see them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that is a dad joke. Yep, absolutely. It's a good dad joke. Okay. And then the final one, the others are so bad. This is the final one. Hang on, where is it? Um, okay. Uh, servant to a lady who has arrived late at sewing circle. Excuse me, madam. I'd advise you to wait a few minutes. They're talking about you. Oh, wow. Imagine. Okay. Look, you know, isn't it? Oh, wow. I just, you know, I guess I don't like comedy very much, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like through the ages I reckon I would have been one of those people going, oh, what is that? It seems silly. Um, do, I, do you do like these really remind me of like Christmas crackers? Yeah, kind crackers. Of jokes. Yeah, they like, are. Like real one-liners. Mind you, right? Like the one, the middle one about mm. like the invisible stockings. Uh, invisible stockings. So funny. Won't yeah. believe till I see them. Mm. Good one. Mm. Good logic there. Mm. But, but saw that coming a mile off, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but <laughs> it reminds me of a joke that is one of my favourite yeah, yeah. ones of that type of joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where it's from. It's a street joke. I don't, a cracker joke. I don't know. And it's like this guy goes into the doctor's office wrapped mm. in glad wrap, naked, wrapped in glad wrap, and the doctor looks at him and goes, well, I can clearly see your nuts. <laughs> and I love that joke. <laughs> I love that joke. I don't know why I love it so I much. it's considered like the lowest <laughs> brow humour. <laughs> I love it. It's so, so dumb. Oh my god! But there are, <laughs> but there are comics that do this gear on stage. Yeah. Isn't that a whole brand? Yeah, whole like genre? the one-liner thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that I could watch a whole um, an hour of one-liners, for example. I think Jimmy Carr at one point did like that was sort of his thing. Yeah, but I like I watch comedy for the stories, you mm. know, and the like punchlines, and mm. I just, I yeah, I couldn't tolerate an hour of it. Um, there is one more that's yeah. really bad. Um, I also want to talk about who we think wrote these okay. and the approval process and what had to happen in the office for these to Not be published. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon much. Okay, happened. this one's called Nothing Safe. It was during the night and the air raid warning had sounded. A warden going his rounds came, doing his rounds came across a night watchman asleep in his hut. After shaking him well, he shouted, Come on, don't you know the sirens? Uh, don't you know the siren has gone? The watchman mumbled, I'm not surprised. They'll pinch anything around here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not bad. Yep. Not bad. Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't see that coming. Um, I think the funny guy in the office wrote these. That's my theory. That's yeah. what I thought when I read them. Mm. Those, you know, back in the day, my grandfather and his, like, homies <laughs> used to just tell jokes. That was what... Mm. What do you mean? Well, they just told jokes, but they were not the ones that they'd written. That they'd read them somewhere in a book mm. or or been told them down the pub or something. Mm-hmm. And like that, when 
families would get together. This is from my, my heritage anyway, mm-hmm. the Irish. Yep. Um, they would get together on a Friday night and listen to the wireless or something, mm-hmm. the radio, mm-hmm. or they would get together around a piano, sing songs and tell jokes. I can get around that. I reckon that's sick. I like the piano thing. I don't think – I do think it depends on the room though because if you have the worst people in the world telling jokes, like that's kind of painful. I told the worst joke at my fa- my grandfather's. I was 90. actually thinking of that exact joke. I told I was... the worst joke, mm. and I I don't think I can bring it to this podcast. I think you've told it on the podcast. Have I? I think you I have. I hope not. I think you have. Oh Jesus! I don't remember doing that. <laughs> um, it was the worst joke in the whole world, and my brother told me not to tell it. My sister in law told me not to tell it, and I just went, "Nah, I reckon I will." And I told it, and the whole room was disgusted. But you know what, how many people, and what was the? Uh, it was my grandfather's ninetieth. <laughs> And I thought in the spirit of, you know, a larrikin, a good old, old Aussie larrikin who, you know, stood around with mates telling jokes, I thought I could get into it, you know, I could be part of that scene. This is before I started comedy. Mm-hmm. And the look, the look on my mum's face and my dad's just – and the horror. It was just horror. You know, I can still see it. <laughs> I can't believe I actually went on to do comedy. <laughs> do you reckon when your parents – found out that you were doing comedy they thought immediately of that moment probably yeah. and they probably still do a bit it's probably in the dna now they're like oh chris and comedy is just so bad so what i want to know is um i mean i feel like i feel like you should retell it now but is it is it like i can't remember it's such a horrible joke i don't think i can tell it on this i really just email us and then chris can <laughs> the joke to you. um but so you finish, you do that, you deliver the punchline. What happened in the room? Uh, Shall I tell you what the punchline is? I mean, the, I'll tell the punchline. Yep. Come on over here and suck mama's dick. That's the punchline. Okay. And I feel like in 2023, that's fairly. Oh my God. But, but the idea that I did this at, at, all, an, at a 90th, at a 90th, you know, funny. it's just mortifying. Um, <laughs> I, I, there was a lot wrong with me, Sarah. I really needed it, Comedy was a cry for help. Um, I mean, it, isn't it always for oh, all of us? It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. It's like we should all be like. In PR or something. Yeah, like uh, I was in PR. <laughs> Fuck. None of us need to be doing this. I know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, my grandfather would have had those types of jokes that you've read out mm. today up just up the sleeve mm. just for any time. And, and he would. He'd drop those sorts of jokes just in conversation. But to me it makes sense that you would then tell a joke, maybe not that specific joke. Yeah. So – so the room just went silent? Oh, yeah. It was like the rudest thing anyone had said out loud that night. Have you ever had that reaction to one of your actual jokes, as it, like to anything you've said as an actual comedian on stage in a professional setting? I feel like I have a joke that people go silent to and I don't know why. Can, I, can we hear it? Yeah. yeah. It's about sugar daddies. Oh, yeah. And it's like, um, you know, a friend posted that she just got back from two weeks in Phuket paid for by her sugar daddy. And mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, sugar daddy, older gentleman, usually mm-hmm. pays for a younger woman who mm-hmm. can't afford uni or rent mm-hmm. to tolerate hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the setup. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's not funny. That's the setup. Mm-hmm. But but the room goes really quiet. Oh, because people think that you're shaming, like, yeah, for uh, sex work or something? Pursuing, I mean, I really is that. it sex work? Maybe, I don't even I, know. I don't know enough about it. But, like, they feel like you're going for a misogynist kind of angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, as if you would. Well, you know, I I don't know. It's a tough one. I have been in the room when you've done that. Mm. um, But your punchline, like, brings everyone back immediately. Yeah, there's a Mm. reason there's no sugar mummies because if I had a younger man who can't afford uni or rent, he'd be called my son. Yeah. And he wouldn't be getting two weeks in Phuket. He'd be getting some night shifts at Woolies. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
But it is a weird one because I feel like, oh, you know, I know there are a lot of women my age who would mm. look at older men on the beach with a really young, nubile fucking girl and God, just disgusting and just word. think you gross pig. Mm. Um, and I, th- I feel completely within my rights to say that yeah. fucking joke, you know, because yeah. I mean it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, do you have any that, that sort of you feel like it makes people feel a bit uncomfortable? I mean, I wouldn't know because I'm singing the whole time. <laughs> So I kind of just sing over it. Mm. I mean, uh, my fa- my my favorite song, the true crime song, uh, yes, walks a particular line. It does about um, like uh, uh, the bridge part where it's like, um, uh, and I know it's sad. She'll never see her family again. Um, but I'm glad she died because her murder was fun to listen to. Yes, yeah. and it does because that's what people are doing when yeah. they listen to these make it the most popular podcast in yeah, the world. like uh, most of the top 20 podcasts uh-huh. are true crime podcasts. You're just listening to people's murderers. You are. And it makes – it's uncomfortable. It's shining yeah. a light back on them. And then I doubled down with like um, uh, uh, we, um, talking about like – uh, here's this horrific murder. We're sponsored by Squarespace. Yes. This kid was shot point blank in the face. Like we're brought to you by, you know, whatever brand. Yep. And there's kind of this weird disparity of just like this horror there's money that in actually it. happened. And then, yeah, um, but we'll be right back after this ad break from HelloFresh or whatever. So true. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It is. But it's mm. the truth. Yep. Yeah, you can't fault it. That's my favourite type of comedy. That's sort of where my 2024 show is headed. Not like not with true crime. I can't wait. But I'm kind of just like wanting to um, be more in that space because it's interesting to me and I really love people's reactions. Yeah, Mm. that's great. Mm. I'm going to sneeze. Okay. Hold for sneeze. That, that was the most exquisite range of facial expressions oh. I've literally ever seen. <laughs> um, here's a question that I had when I was reading this. Mm. Um, how do you think these jokes are written and how do you write jokes? God, I fucking – what a good question. Like, do you think someone sat down at a desk and literally wrote like – I hear the latest fashion is from Visible Stockings. I should not believe until I see them. Or do you reckon they went to a stand-up night in 1941? No, I, I reckon they wrote them. Mm. I reckon they're tippity-tap of the typewriter. Mm. I, I, do, I don't – and that is a quote from Broadcast News, a really good film from the 80s or 90s. Like you don't think that joke's got on its feet? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, – someone has written a whole book of those. Mm. Like the Australian mm. – actually um, – I was at an Airbnb the other week and they had a few, you know, where they have like books that people have clearly left there. And one of them was like an Australian joke book from maybe the 1980s. And it was the most offensive stuff. Just cringe. It, it gave like, like eighties RSL circuit kind of jokes, just absolutely atrocious. Like I'm not even going to repeat that, but even the sections it was divided into was just appalling. Oh, it would have had women's jokes in there. Yeah. Yeah, like, like jokes people, about the people, old lady. People about uh, very, like, sections about uh, with particular races, jokes about each oh. race. I'm not even kidding. Just oh. absolutely. It makes me embarrassed to be Australian. To be a person. It made me embarrassed, to, yeah, to be in the same room <laughs> as the book. <laughs> like, burn it. <laughs> Wait, oh. how do you write jokes? Because we're, we're kind of in the... We're in, uh, you know what? In the mud a bit at the moment. Actually, at the moment... So I, I've done two open mics with my new alleged material. It's just which is, new material. You can just call it new material. It's horrible. Anyway. It's, it's not. Just, it's, it is. Um, 
and I'm going to one tonight, God help me. Mm -hmm. But it's um, what I've noticed is because I record the sets and that's the most important part for me, doing something out loud that's new and recording it and listening to it. That's Mm -hmm. the process for me. So it starts with notes in a phone from something I've heard. Mm -hmm. Then I say, then I try and write some ideas about it, usually just a couple of lines. Mm -hmm. Then I will say that then I'll record it and listen to it. It's in the re-listening to it that I realise what that joke can be mm. and what it is that I'm really getting at and mm. what because I can't see it until I step back for a bit mm-hmm. and then I can flesh it out. And so I'm in that – I'm starting to do that with my first new bits of new. That's so exciting. And it is exciting. It is. It's it's a good creative process that I enjoy it's as like well a, as hating it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's the worst and the best thing in yeah. the world. It's like a yearly cycle. So mm. we're currently in July and we're starting to write new material for 2024. Mm. I've got about four new songs, I think. For You're our, amazing. But they're very they're very unfunny, but then I will punch them up. Yep. Like I write the unfunny version of the song and then Great. I'm just like um this how can I make this fit into a comedy show and not a sad yeah. Hallmark movie? <laughs> I mean, it's such a knife's edge between comedy and hum- and sadness, mm. isn't it? Like, oh, absolutely. We're all emotional. And boy, do we walk it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, your stuff is oh, – you, you have beautiful, poignant songs, but they always have lines in them that are hilarious. Thank you. Every now – you know, like only only occasionally do you have a poignant song. Most of the songs are just hysterical. Most of the songs are just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> just funny. Um, my stuff is sort of more – really dumb observations like I'll say one and this may end up not being anything at all Mm -hmm. but this is there was a line I heard out loud at the Newcastle train station last time I was up there Mm -hmm. it was eight in the morning on a Sunday I was waiting for the train to come home there were some train workers Mm -hmm. behind the desk there and one woman had walked off presumably to go go to the shops and get them all a treat right Mm -hmm. and then one of her colleagues yells from behind the counter, Jeanette, Wayne said no barbecue sauce. <laughs> now, there was something about that. I took a note in my phone immediately and I, and I tried to retro, retrofit like what am I – what is it? What is that for me? Why did I notice it? And what I came up with was I don't want to work anywhere but I heard someone say something the other day that made me think I could work at this place. But did the did the barbecue sauce line get a response from the group? Oh, yeah, Jeanette was fine with it. She's like, righto. Oh, so it wasn't like – I was thinking it was an in-joke. Not at like all. Like how like no, it's Gary just a- loves barbecue sauce so the bit was like – don't get it. Wayne said no barbecue Wayne, sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like Wayne's obsessed with barbecue sauce. Nah, it was it was just a direction, just a simple direction from one colleague to another about Wayne. But there was just a lot going on there for me, like but such like, goodwill. If that's true. What else is true about these people? Well, they're friends. I love that, and that's what makes me think I could work there. I'm is, thinking that, that that someone's going to get a bunch of pies, and they're getting the little squeezy sauce sachets. I was wondering pies or like bacon and egg rolls. It was early in the morning, Ooh. and people are known to have barbecue sauce on a bacon egg roll. And they were in Newcastle. I can I can think yeah. of what's around there, <laughs> the train station. Yeah, if it was a train station in the middle of town. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's heaps of cafes around there. Yeah. You know what? They probably were. I reckon. Um, Wayne, if you're listening, um, <laughs> can you tell us? I reckon. Well, I mean, if it's – but also I think pies are an all-day food. Yeah, but you don't have barbecue sauce on a pie set. You absolutely – are you kidding? Nobody does. What are you talking? You totally uh, do. This is where we have a fight and we break up and there's no more podcast. Like nobody has barbecue sauce I'm on a pie. I'm a ketchup person. I'm sorry. Tomato sauce. I'm a tomato sauce person. Sorry, I lived in New York for a year. Um, but I absolutely <laughs> – like if I was buying a pie, <laughs> sorry, I just lived in New York, Leave so I say ketchup. Leave me alone. 
if I was buying a pie, I would expect for them to be like, would you like tomato or barbecue sauce? And I would be like tomato sauce. And I wouldn't like make a whole fucking thing about barbecue sauce. Mm. Just the whole thing was interesting to me. I love that. I said it out loud. And yeah. But I like to think that happens every day. I reckon it does. There was such camaraderie in that one little sentence. They were like they were working on the train line, or they were working at the train station. At the the train station. Oh right. So yeah. So like behind the scenes, like behind the desk, like ticketing vibes. It's a sitcom waiting to happen. (laughs) It It is. It is. So that's as simple as I'm getting, right? So there's that. There's other stuff, but anyway, you come. You know, I'm trying to work it out. I don't want to blow all my fucking powder. You know. Yeah, we'll just do an hour of your material. Yeah, let's just so let's make this an open mic podcast. <laughs> Everyone turns it off immediately. Yeah, exactly. I would. Um, mm, so that's that was, great. That was I just it was so silly, and I was I just love like that. I feel like I sometimes bring some real like bummer articles. So I'm like, yeah, okay, bring, cool, like, same, same. I, I feel like I wanted to bring something. Yeah, really I, silly. I adore that, and mm. and the truth is, you know, those sorts of jokes have been around since the beginning of publishing, mm-hmm. right? Even pre-publishing. Yep. Jokes have been around because people apparently do like comedy. Like to laugh, yeah. And the taste for the kinds of jokes now has Mm. changed so much. Like that kind of stuff seems really basic now, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And I just thought of something and (laughs) it just – it. (laughs) so I was at a gig, I'm just going to say this year, and I was on the lineup and the person hosting the gig was kind of flailing – and we've all yep. flailed on, you know, yep. like, and it was sort of just not getting the response that they wanted. And instead of doubling down, just got really like nervous and oh. kind of just not like, and then they ended the MC bit with a joke book joke that was super offensive. Oh no. And then brought me on. <gasps> Wowzers. Under the wrong name. Oh, even better. Yeah. What the fuck happened there? I don't know. <laughs> but when, But I just, I think about it. Once every 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) There was racial accents. Like there was stuff. Yeah. That's a lot. It just, and I I literally do think about it because I had to walk on and deal with the That is a whole lot. Of that. Amazing. (laughs) I mean, I'm amazed. I'm incredulous. I know. In 2023. In this day and age. Exactly. Doing accents that are not yours. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, I just did a New York accent, so I'm probably done. It's a, you know, that's. I'm presuming you were trying to be a white New York person. I, I absolutely. Was. <laughs> yeah. It came through that way for yeah, me. Great. Anyway, okay, you're not cancelled yet. Yeah. Um, righto. That was sick. I love that. Sarah, let's take a little silly. little coffee okay. break. Okay. Boom. Back soon. We back. And we're back. Look at us. Sarah, I remember a couple of episodes ago I said I would be quite regular on introducing advertisements as a segment. I feel like I haven't really taken this up That's as quite supportively right. as I should have, so I want to apologise on air for that. Not at all. Um, you, do, you, you often do the feedback section, so perhaps That's I'll do true. the ads. I don't know. But it might not be every week. I also want to say that I um, ate a piece of chocolate and it is gluing my back teeth together at mm. this point. So I know. I'm not, does that? I also am going I'm through that. I'm not like feeling like I have full use of my mouth. No, <laughs> I'm a bit smacky around the <laughs> chops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is from the Australian Women's Mirror, 4th of November 1930. Oh, okay. And it's a picture of a drink. 
of water, but presumably it's something in it. And this is... (laughs) (laughs) And as always, listener, I'm not looking at this picture. Spoiler alert. So we're in the same boat. Yep. So this... And then it has a little bit of text because they always made... They're so good at sneaking... Most women's magazines were just ads Mm -hmm. for, you know women's health stuff, products. I don't think that's changed at all, mate. It <laughs> hasn't, mate. Ruh, 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 ruh. Um, okay, so this looks like a, a story and the title is When Children Are Fretful. <laughs> and then it goes, When children are fretful and out of sorts, the reason generally is not far to seek. Usually it's because their little systems need some assistance to ensure the punctual removal of the body's waste. Oh, so are, you up, are you picking they up? Are you picking up? Take a shit. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> what I'm advert. putting down. Yeah. Um, children welcome Eno's fruit salt once they have learned what a pleasant sparkling drink it is. Just a dash in a glass of water will help keep their systems free from poisonous waste gently, naturally, and thoroughly. For generations, the morning glass of Eno has been a golden rule of family health among thousands of sensible people all over the world. In two sizes at chemists and stores, Eno's fruit salt. So is it like a Metamucil-type product? I don't actually know the answer to that. Also, fruit salt sounds yuck. Yuck. Salt and fruit should never be together. Yuck, yuck. Yuck, yuck energy. I mean, I have to say I'm a massive fan of Eno. I don't know. What is that? Do you not – oh, my God, we are so different. Um, Eno is this lovely, like – I'm going to say salty. It's not salty. It's like almost like bicarb. I don't know what it is. But you put a dash – you put like a spoon of it in water and you stir it and it makes it go really fizzy. Mm-hmm. And if you've got an upset tummy like, you know, a bit of reflux, it will settle it right down, Sarah. Oh, well, that never happens to me. It never happens to you? No. You don't get an anxious tum-tum? No. Who are you? Just a Miranda Kerr. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't even recognise you anymore. Um, okay, so that's my little ad. I love that. That's it's great. It's a bit dumb, isn't it? It's so silly. It is silly. But also, I wonder what the sales are from that. Like, do you reckon, like, housewives, who I assume are the mm. people that is targeted at, look at that and are just like, oh, Kevin's tum has been upset. Yeah, maybe he's being a shit because he's got the shits, you know? Like, does that cause kids to be shitheads if they – If they need to If poo. they're backed up? Well – I mean, it causes me to be a bit of a pain in the ass. I got to say, you know, oh, if I need to back one out, that, that, well, that explains it. That explains it, doesn't it, fellas? Is this thing on? All right, let's go. I don't know. If you need to go and you can't, mm. you know, there's nothing. There's, look, that's. I mean, Sarah, how are you at new relationships? <laughs> Well, have you ever felt too embarrassed to do a poo in the same house where you've got a new boyfriend or yes, something? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole like genre of, that's of like, anxiety. That's like ninety percent of your personality when you've got a new partner. I yeah. reckon. It's yeah, just not like, not doing. Like you're it. ducking out to KFC to use the toilet because you don't. I had my friend Billy stay on the couch the other week Billy while he was on doing the couch. <laughs> Billy Styles, good good comedian from Melbourne, um, and I gave him a spare key and everything. Because um, he was door dashing while he was here. Mm. Um, There's so much detail. I know, but I had to. Um, but basically, I showed him that downstairs in the laundry area, there is actually a spare toilet. Oh, great. And he would sneak off in the night and go and do a poo at the. <laughs> 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 I he said one woman came and looked at him when he left the toilet and just like gave him the stink eye, like, what are you doing? Like, you vagrant. And <laughs> like he was doing something illegal. 
But then why was she in the laundry toilet in the middle of the night as well? Well, she was probably doing the same thing. I don't know. But it was actually like, I don't know. Anyway, that's a lot. I probably don't want to go into it. But you already have. Like, you've gone fully into oh, it. Oh, I guess I have. That's enough. It's probably enough. I, don't so want- I didn't know that. You've never told me that there's a secret toilet here. I did, well, it's not for everyone. Okay. You know? <laughs> not everyone gets access to the Clearly. Secret, wow. secret toilet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, I love that. And sorry, this is now just getting into your apartment. Mm. I think there's someone really aggressive who lives here because there's like a driveway that you can kind of drive through from one yeah. side to the other. And quite often someone will put up a balustrade. Like yeah. there's a balustrade that comes up and down. Do you mean a balustrade? I don't know. The thing that like the yellow pole yeah. that locks and unlocks. Yep. And I think there's someone who like exercises. I think so. A it's really like iron hand of control over who drives through here. Agreed. I think it's a really cranky man that lives across the way. And I've got to lower my voice because honestly he glares at me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he glares at you? He does whenever I pass him in the corridor. Most people. Like, can you do his look? <laughs> do no one can see what that. If he's just really backed up, he might just need to do a perfect <laughs> fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he's trying to use oh, the toilet, there's a woman out there getting real hot and sweaty. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to read my story. This is from <laughs> what? Silly. Sorry, everyone, that we just did that. I hope you weren't, like, eating or whatnot. Sorry about that. Um, Page 68, recipes from the Newcastle City and Country Almanac and Directory with Farm and Garden Calendar. Um, (laughs) That's actually the full title. I feel like your titles are always 800 words long. I love it. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Um, January 1875, Sarah. (gasps) Oh! Right? That's like proper. That's proper old, right? Yeah. I can't even believe they wrote English. Okay, (laughs) recipes. Now, this is weird. I looked at – this is so weird, Sarah. Okay. I reckon we should try and make it one day. I don't even really understand half the ingredients. 100%. Okay, it's a weird drink. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's called Negus. Now – I like George Negus, you know, yes. <laughs> you know from like, sixty minutes in the eighties. Like, his family, his family dynasty. Like, <laughs> That's a reference you won't understand. I kind of get it. Okay, well, I looked up what Negus is, and it's a, a hot drink of port, sugar, lemon, and spice. So okay, like it's a sort hot, of like a, a mulled mulled wine yeah, vibes. Okay. Anyway, so this this is it. it there's absolutely no no like pleasantries, nothing. It just goes straight into this. Are you telling me that it's a recipe it's that a doesn't recipe. tell five pages of no. the family history? You know, when you look at recipes uh, now. I know. And it's like, um, yeah. I first started fearing rabbits when I was five years old. <laughs> exactly. When I saw one in the woods. And you're like, I just want your brownie recipe. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. So at least it gives us the recipe straight off. So here we go. To every half pint of wine, mm-hmm. an equal quantity of boiling water, the strained juice of half of lemon, half a lemon, one and a half ounce of loaf sugar, and the eighth part of a nutmeg. Grate, rub the sugar on the rind of the lemon, mix, maybe taken either hot or cold. Okay, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It actually doesn't sound disgusting. I don't hate the sound of lemon and sugar and nutmeg. Mm-hmm. And wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all the ingredients. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So that's a negus, a hot drink of mm-hmm. port sugar, lemon and spice. Now, this is another recipe. 
and I'll get I'll get to you know I've got a few things to say mm-hmm. and ask you about this stuff. An excellent recipe for cleansing and purifying the blood. Now, Sarah, oh, have you ever God. wanted to cleanse or purify your blood? It sounds a little bit like. 1939 Scary. to 1945. It really does sound like, oh, she's a witch, let's burn her, doesn't yeah, no, it? it sounds a bit yuck. It's, it's yeah. a bit yuck, but here we go. But also this recipe is for blotches, scurvy, eruptions on the skin, etc. I love this shit. Let's Can you go. believe? I'm writing it down. And for the spring and fall of the year, take – oh, my, this is a whole lot of stuff we will never understand. Take of sarsaparilla root, four ounces. Mm-hmm. Sassafras chips, four ounces. Mm-hmm. Guic. Guiacum chips, four ounces. Licorice root, four ounces. Morian, Morarian root, half an ounce. Spanish juice, which I looked up, which means lic- licorice, two ounces. Burdock root, one ounce. Glauber salts, four ounces. Mix, boil in six quarts of water to a gallon, strain off. If you wish to keep a good for a good length of time, you may add half a pound of sugar or treacle. When cold, add a little yeast, let it ferment and bottle. Can I just say, yeah. off the bat, that is a straight-up witch's potion. It sure is. Bubble, bubble, troll and trouble. Like, where's the eye of Newt? Exactly. You know what I mean? Take half a pint two or three times a day. Half no. a pint two half or three a pint, times two a day. Two or three times a day. Note, should the above act too much upon the bowels, Sarah, mm-hmm. half the quality, half the quantity of Epsom salts may be substituted for Glauber. Now, I've looked up what Glauber's salt is. Can you spell that? G-L-A-U-B-E-R. Mm-hmm. Glauber's salt. In chemistry, Glauber's salt is the common name of sodium sulfate in decahydrate form. It's known as mirabilite and the chemical formula is whatever. With caution, with chronic use. Oh, yeah. And this is the other thing. I looked this up. Like when you look up Glauber's salt and stuff, it gives you a warning online these days, like mm-hmm. with chronic use, an increase in sodium can lead to edema, high blood pressure, loss of water and potassium to muscle weakness or heart disorders. You know, like... So it's uh, just salt? Uh, there's salt and all these roots and shit. I can't believe this was legitimately published in a publication. It was published... It, it's so witchy. 1850s. It's so... I mean, you, yeah. they're probably just doing their best with all, all these with roots. What they had. Mind you, medicinal stuff probably came from like roots and like vegetable, like, you know, stuff in the ground... Totally. But, like, is this the kind of era where, like, if you had bad acne, you would just die? Like, is it that early? Uh, like, well, you know, people. So that's a really morbid if people thing didn't to have teeth, yeah. they died. They yeah. literally died because they couldn't eat meat. Like, yeah. when we were, you know, when we were in caves and that. Because there was no, you know, porridge. Yeah, I wonder what the, um, I wonder what the medicine practice was around. Because this is, like, early, early. 18, what was it? Eighteen fifty six, eighteen seventy five. Because I was going to say, when I think of like early medicine, I I irresistibly think of the scene in um, uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, where um, uh, no, it's not Pride and Prejudice. It's sorry, Sense and Sensibility, uh, where one of the sisters gets really sick and they just put leeches all over her arms yeah. to like drain it. I'm just like, it's I think so of really medieval. Sort yes, of stuff. it is medieval. Mm. So that's weird. That's but I also just have another little thing. I want to make that drink. The not the yeah. witchy one, the first one. Yeah. I think that sounds delicious. I don't, however, want to make I don't want to make the rooty one. I don't want to make the rooty one. I don't want to make it sounds like the rooty salt you yourself. Yeah, I know. Maybe we should make some for old mate across the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is and then I just wanted to read a quick little article. Mm. Uh, this is from nineteen thirty eight. Yep. Sixteenth of August, Australian Women's Mirror, page fifty five. Women of forty Happier than a woman of 20. Okay. That's the title. Youth with all its excitement, with all its discoveries, soon slips by. 
And what then, bored, lonely, middle age? (laughs) Or the joy of reaping the fruits of those past years of experience? We all have the choice, and yet how many realise that happiness that can be theirs in the mature after-youth of life? For the healthy life begins at 40. But what a different story for those suffering day in and day out with jangled nerves, irritable tempers and weariness. Nerves, irritability, depression are due to worn-out, tired systems, but that's no reason to feel that life and fun are over. Wincarnas will quickly provide prove this to you. Wincarnas, the wine of life, the tonic wine. It's ha- an ad. It's they a had fucking me. ad. You had me. I know they had me too. I was like, I want the, what's I know. this. I wanted to. I God wanted this. To, I, I wanted got, this to be a story. Absolutely pulled. And it's in. not a fucking Sorry, story. I, totally cut across. I, I agree just, with you. I was you. devastated. It's bullshit, isn't Wincarnas. it? Wincarnas. Yep. And so it's like, um, it's uh, Wincarnas builds up the red corpuscles in your blood, strengthens its flow, restores your energy. Blah 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 blah. Um, you'll know immediately. There's no watery cheap substitute. Wincarnas will bring you that priceless asset, glowing health. Is now, it, and it's a wine. It's some kind of tonicy wine. I don't know. Oh my god. But um, but yeah, that was written as if it were a story, and that's a really interesting headline, right? Yeah, because I'm like, that's unusual. It is. Normally, because as we know, 23 is the most beautiful age. So after 23, yeah. you just go completely downhill, and yeah. 40 is positively like, yeah. like absolutely over the hill. Yeah, so, like, so like in the canyon on the other side. To suggest that 40 could be happier is just out, I was, like radical shit for, yeah. these, for these eras. But, um, yeah, so yet again it was – and actually there's just so many ads, like mm. women's magazines, and I'm, I don't imagine it's changed. I don't really read them, Sarah. No, no um, do I. Uh, except if I'm in just the salon. Just gestured to me as though I obviously read women's magazines. No, no, I didn't think you did. Um, I, I read them in the salon. I have a flick through. I love a good, like, new idea from 2002 in the mm. Mm. Like I refuse to – like if there is a, an updated version of a magazine, like if I'm reading last week's new idea, I'm like I'm not interested. I want yeah. one from 15 years ago. You want it, yeah. I want to read about Brad and Jen in the summer. Yeah, I, I do too and I want to see like Lady Die or something. <laughs> exactly. With her flick. They, every issue is something to do with Lady Die. I know. Like literally. It still is. Still, yeah, yeah, exactly. It still yeah. is. Um, how interesting. I am um, – I just love that. That's so, so sneaky. It's like, oh, 40 can be the new 20 if you, t- if you, if drink you take this weird, tonic. Which yeah. tonic? Yeah. It's so weird. So I have a question. Like, do you think women are happier at 40 or 20? Uh, I uh, think that, I mean, having never been 40 and having had been 20, I can only speak for one of them, but I feel like I read something the other day that said, um, being in your thirties is the best because you're doing all the things that you wanted to do around age twelve, but were too ashamed to. Yeah, right. So like, you can be an unashamed horse girl, have your plants, read your books, listen to the music you love doing, or an unashamed don't... whore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's or where that. you were going. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know. I like the older I get, the more I like myself. Yeah. So for me, I think forty would I be think 40. like twenty. I was just, I was a little, uh, I was just. You know, so um, impulsive, and um, I, you know, I guess that's just what being twenty is. And like, like, do you? I look back on some of the things I like, was like, lost. in my twenties, and I was like, oh, I just cringe about like some of the things. It's like mm-hmm. even like the early comedy I wrote around then, I cringe at it. I'm like, it's so embarrassing. Oh god, I didn't write comedy for another eighteen years. That's after. a really good thing. <laughs> it's like I didn't know I had anything to say, and I mm-hmm. didn't. But I was lost and kind of like sad and a bit fucking needy. Mm. Uh, you know, I should have been like in the – I wish I accepted how great my life was then, mm. you know, and 
and the lack of responsibility mm. and, and the all the future ahead of me. But instead I'd look at the future and go, oh, God, I'm going to fuck that up or, mm. you know, oh, I'll never get it right or mm. I'll never be the thing I want to be or whatever. Mm. And here I am. I am being the thing that I hoped I would be mm. but not. but even then like – I didn't want that then. I wanted to be a journo. I, I've done that. Mm. Wanted to be a mum, did that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I've been very privileged, but mm. I reckon, yeah, there's something to be said for having a few years under the belt. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Mm. Comedians, um, I don't know necessarily here, but I know in the US and the UK, um, it's kind of age as an asset. You yeah. know, like when you do hit that around that 40 mark, it's like, you have something interesting to say. You've yeah. lived a life. You have yeah. experience. Like, you know, your perspective is rounded and, and interesting. Not saying that people in their 20s aren't, but, you know. Yeah, it takes a special one for me to be interested in what they've got to say. Yeah. You know. Oh, we sound so fucking old. Oh, I don't care. I am old. Fuck it. Um, I've also got another one. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you think you were your happiest? Or is that too heavy? I've got a different one. No, it's not not heavy at all. Oh, I don't, I don't think of eras. I think of moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a period after I dropped out of acting school. In, this is so random. I dropped out of acting school in 2012. And it was the first time that, like, I had a job. I worked at David Jones in men's football. Brilliant. I loved the people I worked with. Um, I was doing my personal training certification at night. And I loved the people in that course as well. Uh, and because I was working, I had enough money. So I was like doing really cool, fun things, Great. living in Melbourne. Uh, and then me and my friends went to Japan for a month. Great. And we went to like Disneyland and all over the place. And we had like the best time. And I'm just like, that was a really charmed period of time. Oh, that's cool as. Mm. I'm not saying that like I didn't peak then. Like I constantly. No, but I'm it's like, just one of those moments that stands out as very happy for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now, like this current era that I'm in now is my peace era. And I'm absolutely loving this. What is it? Your my peace era. Peace era. Like, it's just, it's all peace. I love it for you. Like I'm back into like running and I'm reading heaps of books yeah. and all that sort of just like Self-care. boring, boring stuff that it's I'm just boring. loving. Yeah. It's so good. What about you? When were you? Um, look, I don't know. Um, it comes and goes. Yeah. Um, I think I, there was a purple patch when I was a mum and the kids were a certain age and, uh, you know, it was just so great. Yeah. I looked forward to them coming home from school and, yeah. you know, just scrunching them and having dinner and knowing they were there and yeah. just that whole family vibe was really good. Yeah. Um, love that. Love that. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, it's a Our tough Melbourne one. trip last year. Oh, that I was back so much so fun. Fondly. We stayed in a beautiful hotel and did great gigs and just Man, it was so silly. That was so good. I think there's a lot more of that in there's store a lot, for us. Yeah, I think so too. Which and is so exciting. It is. And actually all of these little things like doing a podcast with you is, is a happy thing for me. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, every gig that's good is a happy moment. Um, yeah. I'm trying, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on. I, I also get a lot of happiness when my kids are happy. Yeah, completely. And that's, um, that's one know. of the things about parenting and mm-hmm. someone wise once said, to me, you're only as happy as your saddest child, Ooh. and it's very true. That's interesting. And maybe it's the same with friends, but yeah. uh, it's not quite the same because you have a certain level of responsibility for children, yeah. um, even when they grow up. Absolutely. Um, but then the, the other final question I have, um, bef- and we should finish up soon. I, I don't think. I what's think we can the keep biggest? Going for hours. What's the biggest bullshit thing that you've fallen for, health or mental health wise, or anything? Oh, the skinniness thing for Skinny, sure. Yeah. Like, it haunts everyone. Well, like it, like it used to in my twenties, yep. haunt my every waking minute. 
you know. Same. Like I didn't – and like you look back and you're just like – I looked great. What the fuck was my problem? I was running 15Ks a day not because I enjoyed it, because I thought I had to, Mm. because it was like related to my food intake, you know. Yeah. And then um, when I let that go, like, you know, your body changes obviously, but then like you just – I don't know. Like I think just just the like the mythology of skinniness – So true. Is one thing that – I probably held on to for way too long. Um, and I like to think that the youth of today are potentially a little further along than us. Mm, on I that. hope so. Yeah. I hope so. What about you? I was just thinking about the dumbest thing lately that I can think of, like mm. a specific thing, not mm. a big picture thing. But mm. during COVID, <laughs> I don't know who I heard this from, but um, there was such a thing as this, like, I think it was called Bullet Coffee. Oh, my God, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and basically every morning I would blitz up. Um, coffee, mm. like uh, a proper percolated coffee with some fucking coconut cream or something. No, yeah, coconut oil. That's what I did it with. Coconut oil and coffee and it was like the, it was fucking delicious because it was mm. full of fat, mm. oil, coconut oil fat, mm. and I had that and that was supposed to be like oh, you don't need to have brekkie, you can just have that and it'll be really good for you. I did that for like a few weeks. I think I gained a few kilos. I can't remember. But also anything that's like, oh, use this to replace food. It's like food is food. I mean, it was yum, but it was unnecessary. Um, I didn't actually realise, to be perfectly honest with you, that that's what bullet coffee was. I think that's what it is. It kind of is hypo coffee. I could be wrong. I Mm. can't remember. Um, And then there was like, literally I do have a bit in my show about mouth like being a mouth breather I am Mm. actually a bit of I've noticed since people talk about breathing and Mm. this woman did ask me are you a mouth breather Mm. yes I am Mm. I feel like I can't get enough in you know I got I got to do it so lately what I've been doing is noticing when I walk down the street or whatever at shops I've been noticing if my mouth's open, I shut it and I try and breathe through my nose and I feel like some kind of zen fucking god like some kind of fucking buddhist guru problem well it's it's i believe the chinese and if anyone knows anything about this i'd like you to write to us but um i believe chinese have a saying for mouth breathers that like they're just not good people <laughs> like think, they're dumb i think i have it in my head that it's something of a slur it is a bit of a slur I it's think. like kind of an insult it's kind of dumb yeah at people yeah it's like slack jawed kind yeah. of like duh you know standing there but you're your talking mouth about quite literally breathing through your mouth. That's what I'm saying. And apparently it's not good for your teeth either. It dries out your mouth and stuff. So anyway, I've been doing this Mm. and it does actually make me, even though I know nothing about it, Mm. walking along with my mouth shut, breathing through my nose makes me feel fucking chill. (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot. Don't listen to anything we say. Seriously. Yeah, honestly, we should put a thing at the end that, like, yeah. nothing we give is advice. There is no advice. All I'm doing is talking about my stupid feelings, mm-hmm. which I'm also trying to work, walk, walk away from and move into <laughs> rational thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about it for the potty, but we've got <laughs> to talk unhin- about our, our pants moments. An unhinged episode. It's unhinged, all right. <laughs> so stupid. I have a pants moment. Do you want me to go? <gasps> yes. This week I gave unsolicited feedback to a comedian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it and it was awkward, mm-hmm. and I and I, I questioned whether I should do it or not. Mm-hmm. Even during doing it, I was still thinking, "God, maybe you shouldn't do this." And mm-hmm. he took it really well, mm-hmm. um, but I still the next day felt bad about it, mm-hmm. like it was inappropriate. It was, mm-hmm. and so I wrote to him and expressed again that I 
meant it with goodwill and that I wish him all the best and I'm sorry if it wasn't inappropriate. I'm, I'm really just looking for connection and real realness with mm-hmm. people. And he was so good about it, like he just wrote back, that's okay, you know, it was fine. Mm. And it was helpful and, you know, I actually, I like engaging on that stuff because no one really talks to me about it. So I felt it was really difficult Mm. and and it wasn't just difficult to give that feedback because it wasn't solicited, Mm. but it was something I held in my heart and I Mm. had said, you know, you know, outside of to his face. So I thought mm. I may as well have integrity in telling mm. him what I think. Mm. And But then even just afterwards trying to make sure he was okay with it and, and me feeling – finding a way to be comfortable with the uncomfortableness mm. of it all. I, yeah. I felt like we, met, we both navigated that really mm. well. You're really good at giving feedback in a way that is comfortable. Mm. You are very good at that. Thanks. Am I? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, but you'll be the guy who says something. Like you know, yeah, if, like, I know. I'm always think, the one. If everyone's thinking something, you'll I'll be the one who it. says it. Yeah. No, I think because I, as a child, I didn't like any tension. You know, I didn't want mm. not to know what. So if there was looks going across You'd the be table, like, what's going on? I'd be like, I need to know what's happening. What is happening? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I like to give people the benefit of knowing what I'm thinking, because I like when I know what people are thinking. And also, I do think. Uh, socially, people rely on no one saying anything. I think true to get by with stuff. I agree. Mm. So it's like when my... someone makes a like offensive joke. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like I, if you're just like, no, I'd actually no, don't understand the joke. Mean? Can you explain it? Yeah, good one. That's <laughs> a good one for yeah. that. Mm. What yeah. about you, Sarah? Um, mine's really boring. I Great. really, I really do think it's the show on the weekend yeah. that I did. You know, when you're on stage, you know, just like, this is comfortable. This is flowing. This is great. And I just Love had such that. a good time. It was also my first gig with my new piano. Oh. Um, and I just, it made me feel so good and I loved it. And the audience were lovely and I got really good feedback. So I think it's a simple oh, one. I love it's that. It's a simple one. And I was wearing a nice dress and I loved the show. So. Yay. Mm. How good is that? What's your piano called again? Norbert. Norbert. Mm. Was Norbert happy with the gig? Norbert, Norbert was really. Norbert had some feedback for me actually. And I was like, "Well, I've what actually been doing this for." He was like, "You're a bit pitchy in the middle," and I'm like, "Norbert, I've been doing this a lot longer than you." And he's like, "Well, I'm." Like, I'm here to say. Yeah, I'm just. If I'm, we're going to work as a team. Yeah, and he's like, well, "I'm not going to do the thing where I don't say what I feel." <laughs> Like, okay, Norbert's Norbert. are not known for their feedback. Yeah, no, Norbert, no, he was very much. So he came mm. on stage and he's like, we need to talk about the middle part. Oh, amazing. Mm. Okay, well, I hope you took it on board in good spirits. I did, I did. I um, He's at the bottom of the Cooks River now. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just to be clear, not not a singing part. I love that. Well, well what a joy. That's about some of it. That is about that's the size about of it. it. Yeah. The size. The size so of it. Close. That's about the size of it, Sarah Gould. That's about the size. So- Where'd I get some from? <laughs> well, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. So much. And until next time, take care of yourselves. And be powerful and may your day, night and life be full of pants moments. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And now, bye. Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef K and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on Acast. Articles are sourced online through Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions or miscellaneous thoughts to Chris and Sarah Weatherpants at gmail.com. 
Follow us on Instagram at Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks. Ooh.